1: Welcome everyone to a special post game edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. I am Vince D'Addario. That is Brian Driscoll. The OGs are back. I'm excited about this one. We don't get to do enough shows together. That's right. I'm fired up to talk Who's about this one. as that? I'm. I just mean, saying. I I get it. I'm I, just
2: saying. I didn't have to, you didn't have to bring that part up. Okay. I and mean, you brought it up we're going to do a lot of shows together. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> No, it's but I, day, man. I, I'm a, you know uh, a special post game version in April. You can't beat that. Yeah, uh, we got a chance to go to the Blue Gold game. Obviously, saw some. I mean the the difference between last year's Blue Gold game and this year's Blue Gold game. Not much of a comparison uh, from a coaching standpoint, from a playing standpoint. We're gonna we're gonna break it all down. We're gonna talk a lot about kind of our overall impressions more than yeah. anything else. I think today, you know. Blue gold game again. It's practice, and and Marcus Freeman said it in his post game press presser. It was you know last Saturday he called it the jersey scrimmage and was like, you know, that's one thing. This is another. But it was still great to see these guys out there playing. Yes. That doesn't mean people aren't going to make incredible overreactions to this.
2: Game. <laughs> I hear people in the show, If this guy starts, we're screwed, and this guy right. sucks, and it's like, right. it's like you know we warned you, but I knew it was going to happen. Absolutely, you know, and people who didn't like this kid before the game—if he doesn't play well—they're going to confirm. And yeah, you know, just of course, it is what it is. But it was—it was a fun day. It was a great day. Notre Dame kicked the day off with a commitment. Obviously, you got Cole Mullins. We'll have a lot to say about the recruiting. They're not done for this weekend, by the way. For all y'all, recruit nicks, are we're, we're going to have some more action this weekend. So uh, you never know. Some of it might even be during the show. We'll have to see. Yeah, I know, right? But just like overall, Vince, it's like how you watch this game. If you come out of this game bitching about something, that's on you, right? Like that's on you. Yeah. This was a fun day. We saw a lot of really good stuff out there today. And like, you know, you and I are talking during the game, and it's just like this team looks so much different than it did a year ago. Just faster, more athletic. And you're just watching the young kids, and you're like, there's so much talent in this young group. And, and, you know, just, of course, and then there's one position in particular where it looked a whole lot different. <laughs> we'll get into that as we get into the show. But this is a good day, man. And if you're not happy about how today went, then, hey, uh, you know, I'll just say this. If, if you're coming out of this game and you're complaining about stuff, we need to rethink some stuff. Because today is a day to have a lot of fun. And it was funny, Vince, during the show, it's like, I'm talking about, you know, it's really good rep by Jason Onye. And then your first response is like, yeah, but what about, and I'm like, that's the problem. Every time there's a yeah, big exactly. play in a spring game, somebody on the same team is the victim of it. And, yeah, and, right. and I, you know, we saw a lot of back and forth today. The secondary had some moments. Then the receivers had some moments. the The O-line had some moments. Then the D-line had some moments. And that's what you want to see from a spring game. You know, you don't want to see one side dominating the other. And I came out of this just kind of confirming. I mean, I, I I had some things confirmed today too, mainly being that the freshman class is really flipping good. This team is really athletic, and Notre Dame is in a great position at quarterback. Yeah, that's what I yeah. came out of today, feeling.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and, uh,
2: and it, it was it was a, it was a fun day. I think we learned a lot about this team for what we can from a spring game, and yeah. I'm fired up about the day, man. This was just a lot of fun. It's just good well, to see him back out there playing. You know, it was a yeah, good I-
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: And I said that a couple of different times in the uh, in the chat on the board during the game. It's like, look, we're not going to have a football game for another four months. Like, Enjoy the fact that we're watching a game, some sort of a football game in front of us. Like there's so many positives to take. And I, and you and I, look, I will unabashedly say I'm an offensive guy. I like offense. And I have always been an offensive coach. I can appreciate defense. I understand defense, but I love offense. And I'm okay with that. And there were numerous times where you and I looked at each other because we're really excited about what this offense could potentially sure. look like in the fall. I mean, yeah. I, and that's that's the bottom line. I mean, and and you can talk about whether it's Sam Hartman, whether it was the wide receivers, whether it was the offensive line. Look, this team, or was it the scheme? Like, the just the, the way the offense was put together and how they were running it, this team is going to be fun to watch in the fall. I mean, yeah. they're going to put up some points. You and I are going to have some fun, but just – the smile that we were giving each other as things were taking place, like that is going to be repeated yes. numerous times between now and Thanksgiving. And because I'm fired no, up about it.
2: There's there's no cheering in the press box, but I had to give Vince a couple of this <laughs> <balls>. Not going <laughs> to yeah. lie to y'all. Right. And Vince, you know me, I'm normally like, I'm, I'm the guy that's not doing that stuff. I'm the guy that's sure. like, you know, like, like, Hey man, you know, but I'm like reaching over to you today. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, like, and it that's was about a lot of things, man, and that's what was fun about today. But I I, I think, Vince, you, you kind of started it off well. I, I, let's talk about the offense a little bit, right, and yeah, talk big picture first. And I think for me the first thing it, that, that I saw is we saw some of – again, spring game, so a little limited, but we saw some of the things that are going to be – people say, you know, what is a Jared Parker offense going to look like? A lot of the concepts we saw today, Vince, were – I mean, we've seen, we saw some duo, we saw some inside zone, we saw counter – you know, a lot of the stuff that we're we're normally used to saying, none of the past concepts were necessarily like, oh gee, never seen that before. But here's some things that we did see today. Obviously, heavy dose of RPO, like heavy dose of of reads where the quarterback's got to make two reads. Sometimes they made good decisions, sometimes they didn't. Both of them had a couple plays. Where you're like, I think he should have done that. Yeah. For example, there's one play of Tyler the day, the play before the jet sweep to Chris Tyree, oh. handed off to Chris Tyree then, he might have scored. I mean, yes. he he had, he had the outside. There was a, I can't remember what exactly the route concept was, but there was an RPO that I, I would have liked to see Sam Hartman kind of pull and throw it. You know, we saw them pulling and throwing uh, some of those. You know, uh, Tyler Buckner had two really nice RPOs on a slant to Chris uh, to Chris
1: Tyree. It was all in the same drive there. I think it was in the yeah. second half, was it? Like early mm-hmm. the, the first drive in the second half, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, Sam, that yeah, was his game. Like if yeah. he can do that on a regular basis, yeah. man. we'll, very we'll, we'll get to
2: him. We'll get to the quarterbacks. We'll get to the quarterbacks. But we saw a lot of the Rpos. We saw Notre Dame working for the working the width of the field today. a lot. You and I were talking about how they had a lot of vertical concepts, which is uh, which is kind of funny because there are a lot of horizontal concepts, you know where they're really spreading the defense out like for width to the sidelines. One of the things we said last year, the nature of the quarterback and the personnel that Notre Dame had to use because of who the quarterback was, and they were you know some of the thinness of receiver. They just didn't have the personnel all the time to really attack width of the field. Marcus Freeman said to me in an interview, and he said it publicly, he said to me in an interview last summer when I did a one-on-one with him, and he said it publicly as well. He said, look, this offense has to be able to defend the width. We got to make people defend 53 and a half, you know, 50, what is it, 53 Absolutely. and a half, right?
1: 53 and a third, I think. 53 yeah. and
2: a third, right. And, and they couldn't do that last year. And this, this in this game, they did. They were able to do that more. Uh, we saw them obviously taking some shots down the field. We didn't see a ton of shots down the field, but there's a lot of routes to take some more shots. Yes. I mean, y'all listen, it was windy and wet the entire Nasty. game. So it was that like, if you're going to complain about
1: a, something, it was the weather, yeah. like the weather it, was crap. It,
2: it was, but you know, we saw some shots and some miss some hit, but you, 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 and the other thing too, is basically it's like when there's, it seems like to me, when there's an incomplete pass or a negative play, they're going to huddle and resurf re- re- like kind of, okay, let's refocus and, Get on track, but when they complete a pass and they get moving, they are gonna go, and and they and they play with a nice, sort of a brisk tempo today. Is that is that a good way of saying their yeah. tempo? Because they weren't running up yeah. tempo, and but but there there were some there were some some pace to it, right? I think we saw. I liked what I saw from that as well. You know, getting the ball outside in the run game, running the ball. Yeah, you know, just was a good overall day schematically, and it was you know some aggressiveness which we saw. We saw reverse which got blown up, and saw some jet sweeps. And it, it, I was pleased with what we saw. Events uh, you know, structurally from the offense and in sort of the first action that we're going to see from Jared Parker in a real game situation, as opposed to the practices where okay, this is a third down day, this is a whatever day. This was a okay. We're practicing,
1: and I liked what I saw. I was very pleased by that. Yeah, I was real happy with the with with what the offense looked like. Now, and, and right. yeah, look, the gold team was running the offense as a whole better than the blue team was. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They they looked more comfortable as a whole, not just the quarterback position, but as a whole, they looked more comfortable running the offense. You know, they had three potential starters on the offensive line. They had Sam Hartman. You know, they look more comfortable, and it was a lot of fun watching that offense do what was intended, right? I mean, yeah, Sam Hartman has a great feel in the pocket. He was able to go through his reads. I mean, you could visually see him going one, two, three, go. Like, he was, I mean, it was. Let's just was, go ahead.
2: Since you keep wanting to talk about the quarterback, so sorry, sorry, I can't into the it. quarterback
1: conversation now,
2: Vince, and we'll just, I can't we'll help just, it, Brian.
1: I, it, that's he's the, it's the trigger man, is what makes an offense go. I mean, I it, get it all that, but there's plenty of things we can talk I talk about. But let's just let's, let's go, let's dive into the quarterback <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, it, it look, it was, it was refreshing to watch Sam Hartman do his thing. Uh, you know, he made some guys look really, really good, uh, you know, wide receiver wise. I mean, he he lets he went to his third option on more than one occasion because the other two were covered and well, the third guy was open.
2: Yeah, and that's the biggest takeaway from Sam today, Vince. Is he looked comfortable running the offense? Very. Like you know, and and this is this look. It's kind of funny. It's some guy coming at me on Twitter, acting as if like we've been saying Tyler Buckner is going to be the starter. What we've been I saying all that. spring is that Tyler's having a very good spring. We're the ones that have been pushing back on this notion that Sam Hartman's not as whatever. And it's just like I don't understand what some of y'all are, are hearing or listening to, or <laughs> what's your ability to like grasp things that I say are but you know it's amazing how people can hear me say one thing and come with two completely different opinions on what exactly I'm saying but but this was the thing Vince that we've always said and and I said this about the scrimmage last week when Sam Hartman gets out there he's a sixth year senior he's gonna be fine that's the key he's gonna be fine and and we saw that today he was poised you know he he trusted his offensive line. I I want to apologize to Sam Hartman right now for criticizing the drafting strategy he had because he went with protection over skill yeah. and that won the day today because the yeah. gold alpha offensive line far outplayed the the blue offensive line. But to see a guy that's in practice fifteen sitting in the pocket, let it going through. his – I mean, forget. I know Sam Hartman can go through, go to his you know secondary progressions. But to have the faith in the offensive line to do it, the thing that I liked about it, Vince, is when you'd go back and watch him awake for us, when he'd get to his second, third read, his feet would start getting really quick, right? And that's where reason. Some of reason. Today, he was just smooth yeah. and poised and, you know, quick, turn, turn, turn and throw. And he hit Matt Salerno on a post curl, which was his third read. I mean, you could see him working through his progressions yeah. there. Bam comes back on it. And that was, and then later in the half, I, was it Davis Sherwood? He hit on a backside end yep. cut. Was that the other one? Yeah. And, and Davis was covered. I mean, it, he got hit and, quick too. He did a nice but, job of yeah. like turning his shoulders to catch the ball and 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 shield it. Hits him right there. I, I I was again. That was another one. He was full front side, front side, front side. Bam! I know. It. And he's throwing. He's kind of throwing blind ish. And what I mean by throwing blind, that's a that's a good thing. You've got to know what the defense is, and I know what route is coming. So when I turn, I'm cocking the throw, Now I'm going to get guys on that guy as I'm setting the throw. Get, here he comes. Bam, I'm getting the ball out there. Just the the poise, the comfort level that he showed running the offense was really impressive. And then, of course, we know Sam Hartman can throw the ball down the field. I mean, that's one of the sure. reasons Notre Dame brought him mm-hmm. in. And so, But it was nice to see it, and he hits Jaden Thomas on a post route. I mean, that was one of the best post routes we've seen thrown in Notre Dame Stadium. I mean, it was – it got up in the air, but it got up and down quick. I always say that, Vince. What do I say? My favorite deep balls are the ones that get up and down quick. You've got to get air on it. You can't throw a line. He got air, but that sucker went up and down in a hurry. And he threw it with some some because what he could not do if, if you if you throw it up over top and you let it float. DJ Brown eventually comes over and breaks it up. He put it up to get it over top of everybody. But that sucker came right down and hit hit uh, JT for uh, for a pass before DJ Brown could get over. Right. Yep. And you're like, OK, yep, that's and I love that it was the first play of the drive, too. I just. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, one thing we did and, see today, Vince, is there's there is a deep route built into almost every pass concept they run, which is not not what yeah, we've seen in the right. past. That's not good or bad. It's just different. And it's personally for me. I like that. I've I, you and I've talked Paul Vince. I always had backside shots and stuff like that built into a lot of things that I did but I, I like seeing that. So to see that kind of built in every concept and that, that throw too was a, was a backside. That was the backside read. It looked like to me, I'm going to have to go back and look at it again, but it was a backside read that Sam went too quickly. Cause basically we've got a concept over here. If they do this, we're coming back to the post and he quickly looked off DJ quickly froze DJ and then came back to the post. Like you knew he was coming back to it. And that was uh, that was fun to see.
1: Well, and on top of that, it was a really good route by JT. I mean, he, and he's – and I'm, I'm not saying he's playing out of position, but he's playing a position where he's not slated to start, right? I mean, he he's slated to start in the slot, and they had him playing outside, and that's a really good post route from the outside. I mean, he he did – it was very impressive. So it was good on both ends that clearly the wide receivers are being coached up properly, clearly – Sam Hartman has faith in his guys to get open and where they're supposed to be because he did come back to that backside deep post. And you're right. It's many times when there was a check down or there was a third route or whatever, there was always something deep, man. There was always Mm -hmm. something to stretch the field. And I like that. I like that a lot because now you, the safeties have to respect that. They can't just have their nose in the box. Right. Uh, And, and, be all over what we all know, Notre Dame's run game is going to be good. And when Notre Dame's run game can somewhat be neutralized, that's when the safeties, they're they're getting more hats in the box and they've got their eyes in the backfield. And in the past, Notre Dame couldn't take advantage of that. Well, now on film, teams are going to see, oh, crap, we're going to have to not allow the ball to get thrown over our head, or at least that's going to be an option all the time. And so safeties have – they have to have their head on a swivel, which means even if they're a split second slower getting down into the box to come down and make a play, get in the alley, uh, like Marty Auer, by the way, was doing all game, uh, my personal MVP game.
2: We're going to have some fun talking about that kid.
1: I know. <laughs> <It's> just, I <laughs> didn't throw that can I, in. Can I but say I like something? the idea of what yeah. they're doing with the offense in that can I, regard.
2: Can I say something about Sam Hartman, too, that, that I was thinking about on the drive home? One of the concerns, not concerns, questions, because something's a question until you know you have an answer, and I don't know that I have an answer. Sure. One of the questions I had about Sam Hartman was, would he be able to play in Notre Dame Stadium in in late October, November? Because what do we always say? Hey, get these Southern teams up here late in the season and see how they perform. Sure. This is a kid that played high school ball in North Carolina, has played in the ACC all his career. Do you think he's played in, in northern snow and sleet like he had to today? The fact that he came out today and it was pretty much raining and snowing from the jump. Yeah. Uh, and he threw the ball the way he did with, I mean, up to 15 mile an hour winds. You're like, okay, this is a good sign because Vince, this game felt a lot like a November game for me. Absolutely. With the cold and there the was wind some snow. and the rain. Like there was some snow yeah.
1: flurries at one yeah. point. Yeah.
2: My wife said to me, because my, my poor wife, she was shooting the game. So she was out in the the time. So she goes, I don't know that I've ever been outside and I've had to deal with wind, rain snow hail and sleet all in the same day because that right. all happened at some point in time right. during the game and the sun was and, out too at one point yes, like yeah she, <laughs> she said like when the, she's like you know when the sun because my wife's very patriotic she goes, you know when the sun was shining during the game i was like when that's honey when when was that honey and she goes um during the national anthem i was like, I love this woman ah, she's such a trip great. but um you know i mean but that was i mean that 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 should not be dismissed because i don't care about the accuracy in the reads i'm just like how does the ball look coming out of this kid's hand? They've been indoors most of the spring. So he's been protected from the elements. And so you see him out there in the rain, which he's in the Carolinas. He can throw in rain. There's sure. no no question there. Right. It's more of the cold, the wind, the snow. And the fact that he threw well in those conditions is something that was like, okay, that's a that's a, that's a a box that's been checked. Yeah, I didn't right? even think about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't I mean, even think about he's that. He's stone in 40-something degree weather and sure. rain, wind, snow, and sleet and hail which is, you know, what it may look like when Pitt comes to town in November or, you know, the, the, or when Wake comes to town in November. I mean, didn't today look like three of the last four senior games
1: Otherwise. Oh, I mean, remember, I mean, Boston College this past yeah. year. It was like beautiful, sunny, shiny, yeah. and all of a sudden it was like snowstorm. Like, right. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, that was a
2: positive to see.
1: So, I mean, look, he, Tyler Buckner
2: did not play great today. The frustration that I have is is there's people that just have an opinion of Tyler, and and as soon as they see him make a mistake, it's like, ah, oh, see, that's who he is. Oh yeah. The the teams that they were on today were not equal when it comes to offensive line play and how they played, and he did not have a lot of time to throw today, and there were mistakes that he made and misses some misses that he made, no doubt. But he didn't have a ton of time to get the ball out, and and that was obviously a concern. Now the 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 throw he made to Deion Colsey makes a little bit more sense when right. you hear what Marcus Freeman said after the game. So basically, they were not blitzing a lot, so they were showing a lot of too high coverage today, and they would roll the safeties post-snap. And Coach Freeman told him like right before the snap, because he was behind the offense, he's like, it's cover two, it's cover two. And so Tyler tried to throw a cover two hole throw, which is going to be on a line to Deion Colsey. Is, and,
1: and behind, like a back right. shoulder so almost. Yes, yeah. exactly, right.
2: except the corner was running underneath it because it wasn't cover two. And so uh, Marcus Freeman took that one, that kind of, that's not going to happen in a game because the head coach isn't going to be right behind the quarterback telling you where to throw. The right. Football. Right. Right. Now Tyler's got to still read it out. Right. That's what he's still got to do a better job of reading it out. But when he explained that I said, oh, okay, but there were some other throws. What, what, what I was as a quarterback's coach, my thing to Tyler today is you got, you had pressure you started speeding everything up again, right? That was Tyler's mistake, that he was speeding things up again, which is causing him to miss some throws and and be off target today, and that's something he's going to have to work on is, you know, look, you've done a much better job of that this spring. we got to make sure that when – because a game like this, even a blue-gold game, it, the tempo, Vince, is still so much faster than a practice, even a game like this. When that happens, you've got to chill out and – still stick with what you, what's you what got you here and what what has allowed you to thrive all spring. And he didn't do that today. He was rushing a little bit today. And part of that was the line. I mean, from the beginning, he was not getting a lot of time to throw. There was also a couple of times Vince where he had time to throw where he just didn't set his feet and, and really snap it off in there. He was short arming it. Oh, yeah. And those are the things that he was not doing in the practices we saw that he's still got to work that out a little bit. He's got to work that yeah. out of his system.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, there there, there are people call them excuses and that's fine everything that you said is 100% accurate the offensive line wasn't as good as as Sam Hartman had Sam Hartman pretty much drafted the some starter and you know, he drafted yeah. a better offensive line oh, there's no two ways about that right uh, but you know, Tyler made some decisions that weren't great. Like that throw right. that that um, uh, Osberry got underneath and probably should have yeah. taken it back to the house. Yes. Oh god, a great decision, but a great but, play but by Osberry.
2: But but why did he make that mistake, Vince? Because he was rushing.
0: Yes, he did. Tobias
2: route developed because you had the corner and the rover both sitting off. Tyler Tobias was about to run a corner. He didn't even let Tobias get out of the top of his break, and he was rushing the throw out there. Absolutely. Like, with, with for me. As a coach, I'd rather you take a sack than throw pick six. <laughs> 100%. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and those are the things, Vince. That I'm saying, like, it, he sped everything up too much today. You're a junior now; you can't you you can't do that. Like, I I would have understood it last spring, but you're a junior now. You do have three starts under your belt. That's the stuff that you can't do, and uh, that was the thing that to take away from me is is. That led to a lot of his problems. Like, okay, yeah, sure. even if you take the interception away and you put that on Coach Freeman, all right, cool, we'll do that. But there are still too many other things. Where what have we said all along? When Tyler can hit the layups, he's really good. Sure. Today he missed some layups that yeah. he can't miss. Right. It
1: and and didn't and build up, and it didn't yeah. build to have him have a good game. Right. I, it kept look. him.
2: It kept the offense from getting into a sure. rhythm. And that yeah. was really the thing. But again, at the end of the day, the the the, the problem. You can we can blame the offensive line and say, oh no, it's offensive line. And, and that is a fact. I mean, Tyler was affected. So was Kenny Minchie. still was, you know, by the fact that the offensive line for the blue team was just not good today. But at the same time, as a quarterback, you've got to handle that a certain way mechanically. And a couple times Tyler stepped in, like that slant throw on the RPO, man, that's exactly what I want to see. You know, you got pressure coming. Plant your feet. Let that sucker rip. Hit Chris Tyree right where you needed to hit him. There just wasn't enough of that today. And that's what got Tyler in a problem. He is the offensive line wasn't good, but that's going to happen sometimes. What are you going to do when that pressure comes in the game? You got to make sure I got to know that I can trust you still stick with your mechanics and still stay clean with your mechanics. And we didn't see that from Tyler today. And I think that's what kind of got him, got him a little bit trouble.
1: Uh, Yeah. And and again, you can, you can make the not excuse, but you know, he's, he's, chasing Sam Hartman to agree to a degree. Right. I mean, you know, you bring in Sam Hartman, everybody kind of crowns him as the starter. Has Tyler gotten better? Absolutely. Did we see it today? Not, not especially. I agree with that, but he, it's not the same guy we've seen at practice either. And, and everybody needs to understand we weren't, it's not like we were being paid off by Notre Dame to be like, Hey, make sure you guys, this is a quarterback competition. And right. we need to make sure it stays but that it, way. It, it, it,
2: we explained why it was a quarterback competition and, sure. you know, it's like, Sean Sean Styers called me after the game. He's like, so Coach, just because Coach dreams like, no, they're so quarterback competition, and it's like, okay. I mean, it is because you don't make – I we said this before the game. We said this before the game. So this isn't hindsight 2020 or spin. We said decisions aren't being made off of this game, guys. It's not. We've said this. The decisions were being made off last this past Saturday scrimmage. Having said that, it, it barring injury is always going to be Sam Hartman's job. And today, this is what I want to focus on. Tyler didn't play well. It is what it is. It's a blue gold game. He played way better than Deshaun Kaiser did in 2015. Okay. But at the end of the day, the focus to me is on, this is what we wanted to see from Sam Hartman. And this is what you and I have seen at times. And this is what we've heard from our sources. We've seen. This is why you brought Sam Hartman in. The offense looks different when that kid's sitting in the pocket throwing the football. And he didn't have Tobias to throw to. He didn't have Tyree to throw to. He didn't have Deion Colsey to throw to. He had Jaden Greathouse and Jaden Thomas, and he and and he was putting a ball. I mean, like there was even, there was one throw, Vince, where was it Hartman that threw it? Where he threw a ball to Jaden Greathouse. Yes, obviously, Jaden Greathouse is kind of dive low and away for a ball. Yeah, we talked. And you, he looked yeah. to me, and you were like, "People are going to say that was a bad pass, but that's exactly where that ball needed to go." And you're you're spot on because if he throws it where he hits Jaden in the chest, that linebacker might undercut it
0: mm-hmm. and either
2: break it up, make.
1: And it looks like ah, it was an off-target throw. But his ball placement today in those conditions, I thought was really good. It was excellent. It yeah. was excellent. And I and I'll be the also the first to admit, you know, the, all the practices that I have been to, and I didn't go to the 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 very last full practice. It was like a surprise to everybody. Um, but all the practices that I had seen, I was still kind of waiting to see the Sam Hartman that I was anticipating seeing in eleven-on-eleven type stuff. He has progressed from day, from practice one to practice 15 immensely, right? From understanding the playbook, understanding his guys, you know, all of those things. And it came to fruition in this practice. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is the first time that I've seen him just sit back, feel super comfortable, and was just putting the ball where it needed to go. It's the first time I've seen it. Now, I never thought that it couldn't happen. Like, I absolutely expected it to happen I didn't really expect it until the fall. If I'm being honest I didn't with you, care. I, I mean, this I, is the, I this
2: is the th- not you, Vince. It's not you. It's just right. it's a reaction to this narrative that Sam Hartman was this or that this spring. Oh, just drove me nuts. It's like I don't, I don't care what Sam Hartman doesn't in practice in March or April. Sure, you know what's he going to do in the games? And today was a game. Today was a game environment. And what did we report last week after last week's scrimmage? From what everybody talked to, Sam was dealing in last week's scrimmage. Right. Why? Because it was a game setting it's gamer. And that's what this kid is going to be. He's a gamer. He's a six-year senior who
1: knows how to practice. He knows what he needs to work on. He knows what he needs to get better at. I actually expected that to take a little bit longer from being on a new team and all all of the new stuff. I expected it to take a little bit longer. In my eyes, he's ahead of the game. Like, the way he was dealing. And, yeah, we heard everything from last Saturday, and it's great, and I was excited. But to see it with my own eyes is like, okay. Like this kid could play the game that he's already getting comfortable with guys. I mean, he's throwing to guys in this scrimmage that they're not the main guys he's going to be throwing to, you know, come August, September, October. Now they, they might get some time and all of that, of course, but he was just, he was feeling it, man. Like he was doing his thing. And again, it was earlier than I anticipated, but I literally just sat back and was just enjoying it. Like I enjoyed watching him go to work. And you leaned over to me at one point and you're like, we haven't seen this kind of decision-making and this kind of control of the offense from the quarterback position. And I think you said since Jimmy Clawson, like that was.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because like Malik and Deshaun Kaiser were different types of quarterbacks than what Sam is. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. Like there were throws today where Malik and Deshaun would have just taken off running and ran for 20 yards, which is fine. That's who they were. I'm talking about a guy that's like, I mean, there was plays where he's like kind of sitting back there, like sliding over, sliding over, bam, set my set my plant my feet, set and throw it. And that's what I was referring to. We haven't seen a guy and then just put it wherever the heck he wants it. You know, we, we haven't seen anything like that since Jimmy Clausen was here. Sure. Again, it's a spring game, right? It, uh, but right. the point is, but we've seen Sam do this in games. And that's why, I mean, this is a kid who just threw for six touchdowns against Clemson last year. Right? So we shouldn't be shocked Yeah, that he exactly. looks good in scrimmages. And that was the thing that was so frustrating about just the the contrived uh, quarterback controversy. Like, there was no quarterback controversy. There's a battle. Sam has to earn the job. It's good for the team, and it's good for him and, and his place in it to have to earn the job. But there should have never been any doubt. And, like, Priester and I talked about this last week. They're like, I mean, how, how do you not give him? How is he not the starter? What is the scenario in which he's not the starter? Right. and Entry that's really the only one sure and I'll so uh, but but yeah i don't want to turn to her show on the everybody saw what they saw but this is exactly right. what we want to Man- see from yep. sam Harmon. i want to talk about the running back a little bit vince did okay. you want to say something else well go i was,
1: was going to go to a different position but that's totally fine let's, talk yeah, let's just go backs.
2: quarterback running back receiver yeah. o-line cool. and we'll do the same thing on defense let's do it what were you what, what were you going to go to wide receivers just because yeah I want, I want i want to just get running back out of the way now because yeah, it's going to be short <laughs> It's going to be because we didn't see hardly anything from Audrick. And then right. uh, i tell you what, one of the things I wanted to look for in this game is we've heard Jabron Payne's had a great spring. Logan Diggs yeah. has been out. Jadarian's out. Jeremiah Love's still in high school. Jabron's had a great spring. The one practice yeah. we went at, he had like a 50 yard run. I wanted to see him end the spring on a strong note. And he did. And in the long run, I don't even count that one. Cause like that was just like, he was pac- I love the patience on that run. Right. But like the whole opened up huge. I mean, they kicked out Maris Lufau on the or Junior Tualamak on one edge, I think, and then Rocco Spindler had a great block, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. And then he showed great patience to get through it, but it was some of the the runs that were like three yard gains. I was like, this kid's pretty good because you remember the run they were running to the left, and there was penetration on his side, and he just jump cuts it back and then gets the hole, and picks up three yards. I'm like, well that that kid's got some feet. Jabron has got some quick feet and he's a real patient runner this is a redshirt freshman who bare, yeah. had didn't have a 100 carries in high school his last two years I mean barely 50 carries the last two years of high school because of injuries it was so good to see him back and working and you and I are like this running back room is loaded oh yeah I mean they're loaded and because Jabron can flat out play yeah this is the kid I saw as a sophomore that no. made me give him a four-star grade this mm-hmm. is the kid that I thought he would be. It was great to see him healthy. No ill effects from the knee. Quick, sure. sudden, just plant, explode vertically, uh, getting out in the in the pass game. I didn't I didn't pay attention much to any pass pro from him, no, Vince. I didn't see that.
1: But the next thing was going to be out of my mouth. Yeah. I put I put a post on the live chat that on a couple of different occasions he kind of came across the formation to pick up a blitzer. Like he okay. he's Good. seeing things a lot cleaner and better than I thought he would. At this point in his career, uh, he picked up a few blitzes that allowed more time to throw the ball for whoever. Court. And, and I think it was more. I noticed it more in the second half. So he was giving Angeli some more time to throw the football. Uh, so I, I was actually pretty impressed with his with his uh, pass pro.
2: Good, good. I, that Because here's the thing that's nice about the running back room. the The talent's there, right? but mm-hmm. the talent can shine because these kids are being taught at a high level, the, the offense. I mean, they're taught, here's what your responsibility is now go be a ball player. Cause right. that was the, one of the best lessons I was ever taught as a, as a coach. Uh, Cause my first full-time coaching job was coaching running backs mm-hmm. and, and the offensive coordinator said, he said, listen, as a running backs coach, your job is to teach technique and to teach assignments. Your kids need to be able to play smart and play with sound fundamentals. But once they get the football, shut up and let them be running backs right like that and 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 then I talked to like other running back coaches of the and they're like same thing like once a kid gets the football you've got him on the right track but once he gets the football you kind of got to let him just go be a football player and let the instincts you don't over and and that's what I think Dillon McCullough does a great job of because he was a really good college running back it's their technique is excellent their ass, their assignment correct they know what they're doing but And so because they're not thinking a whole lot, they're just reacting because they're so well-prepared from a coaching standpoint, then the athleticism can take over. Yeah. And when you're talking about no Logan Diggs, no Jadarian Price, Chris Tyrese playing wide receiver, no Jeremiah Love, Audric Estime is barely limited, and then, okay, DeBron Payne, really, the kid you got from Indiana? Yeah, DeBron Payne, that guy. He can ball. It was a great sign, man. I was excited about that. And I was happy for the kid, too, man, because that kid's had to deal with a lot of adversity the last few years. Sure, and and he could have easily transferred Injury after the first and, yeah. year. Man, they you know they they're signed. They've signed Jeremiah Love. They love Jadarian Price. They you know they got this. They got that. You know, I, I go somewhere else and play. And the kid came out to spring and battled and competed.
1: Yeah, and he he's made a, a statement. Good football player. He, he made he made oh, a statement, yeah. and he made it. It's like well, Sean and I, Sean Styers and I, were having a conversation the other day off the air, and we're just like, you know, there's so much talent in this room. You know. You're almost guaranteed attrition at some way. Like somebody is gonna leave. Like, but who's it gonna be? And and I'm and I you sit back and you think about it. You're like, man, my answer might have been Jabron Payne at one point. Now it's like, man, I hope not. Like I, he's really rounded himself out. And I don't see, I don't see him leaving.
2: I mean, Uh, yeah,
1: right. I and just from like a skill standpoint, you know what I mean? It's like it feels like somebody. Like there's just so much talent in that room. There's only one football, right? It's like you you assume there's gonna be some attrition, right? I hope it's not Jabron Payne. Like I and I realize what you're saying. It's like, man, he's got some talent. You want to get him the football, whether you're throwing it to him, whether you're handing it off. You just want to get him on the field, find a way to get 13 on the field. And he proved that this whole spring, not just today, but the whole spring, he proved that he can be a guy that can be counted on from that room he, he, yeah. he's making Neil McCullough's job a lot harder that's all yeah. I gotta say like he's making it a lot harder
2: yeah I was I was happy with what I saw uh from that today Vince you want to you want to now move on to where where you yeah, wanted I mean, to go already
1: well and I, I you you said something how uh uh Audrey Castamay was limited he was limited by choice like by, they didn't by choice. want him out yeah. there I just that, I just wanted to clarify yeah. in case somebody takes like a snippet of what you say and runs with it you yeah. know what I mean
2: Before we move on, I just saw this super chat that I want to pull up right now. Okay, Tyler Evans with a super chat says, thanks, guys, for covering the blue gold game. I missed it because my my life got a thousand percent better today. My son was born this morning. Oh, Tyler, that's amazing, man. So happy for you, buddy. Um, And you're in here with us, so we appreciate it. But um, great day, man. Your son was born on a day where Notre Dame had a lot of fun today. Got a big commitment. Cole Mullins. So we're happy for you, buddy. Congratulations. Uh, awesome. I don't know if this is your first or your fifth, you know, or somewhere in between like Vince. <laughs> uh, but either way, man, it's amazing. And we're happy for you. Great, man. Very, very happy for you. I just wanted to get that out, Vince, before we move on. Because I just now, as I'm, I'm kind of working through awesome. the chat, getting caught up. Yeah. And I saw that. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> and one I'm of the first things.
1: One of the first things this young man is hearing as he comes out of the womb is our voices. I don't know how you yes, feel about that, that, that poor child. but I think it's great. That poor kid. <laughs> I think it's great. That
2: poor kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least you were guaranteed a Notre Dame victory on the day yes. that your son was born. Yes. That is awesome. The day my son was born, Notre Dame lost the first round of the NCAA tournament. So that was awesome.
2: too. Which one, Liam or Dylan?
1: Uh, Dylan. Okay. My firstborn son. We're sitting there watching the game together in the hospital room, and of course they lost. So that was, oh, that boy. was great. Uh, but anyway. Let's talk some wide receivers because yes. the depth of the wide receiver room was on right. display can, today.
2: can we just say this? You know our guy Salty Virginia Peanuts was just <laughs> flat out fired up today. You know, because he's the Jaden Greathouse guy. They didn't call him Jaden Greathouse. It's the great one, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, time for the great one segment. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, he moves pretty well for a tight end you know what i mean which is what espn ranked him as which is absurd <laughs> ridiculous but uh, i do want to start off with the veteran first i want to i want to i want to yeah. give jaden thomas cuz I, I think this is one a takeaway that that you can carry into the to the offseason which is you know we've said i've said in the past like one of the reasons i i didn't want jaden to start last year is because i wanted him to be able to move around cuz he can do some different things and he sure. just never looked but he never looked comfortable outside last year he never looked sure of himself he didn't get any separation We've heard that he's been playing outside more as they look to kind of mix it up because they want to be able to get him and Chris Tyree on the field at the same time sometimes, and if they're both playing a slot, you can't really do that. He played outside today because of the makeup of the team and right. looked good, Vince. I mean, he was getting open yeah. on some of the stuff we expect. I mean, like he got open on that snag route. I think the the touchdown was a snag or wasn't an option – I couldn't. It looked like a snag route to me. Yeah, I think it was a snag. But he works himself open, and then he makes Clarence Lewis miss, and then he had a couple other routes like that, and that was all great. But to see him get open on the on the deep route, on the post route, like he stuck that top that top end. I didn't see it live, but I went back and watched it later. Mm-hmm. He stuck that top end and got some separation on Clarence Lewis, and he hauls the ball in. Having him able to play inside and outside is going to be really good for Notre Dame. It really yeah. good for Notre Dame in my opinion. And it was good to see him got a chance yeah. to meet both of his parents before the game, which was awesome. Uh, I was kind of joking with his, with his mom. I was like, um, you know, it's like, I don't think your, his mom likes me. Cause I said, Jared, uh, uh, Jaden stinks. And she's like, I, you, you better not have said that. And I was joking and all of a sudden JT's dad comes up behind me, puts his arm on my shoulder and I look up. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me how big JT's dad was. If I'd have known that I wouldn't have said he stinks uh but great family uh happy for the kid to see him come out and play yeah. and what he's we said all part. what i've said all spring is i don't care to talk about Jaden thomas because i he's at the point now where i'm just like i know what he's gonna do when we get to the fall he's gonna be fine i mean i mean, you know, I just i want to watch other dudes but it was good to see him out there today and 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 look good
1: and and make some plays on the perimeter that was good to see He's going to be a big piece of what they're going to do offensively. And and obviously he has a relationship with uh, Sam Hartman. I mean, they look pretty darn comfortable together uh, today. And I only seen that get better as they move forward into the fall. Uh, do, I mean, that was fun to watch, yeah. frankly. Do
2: you know who else Sam Hartman looked really comfortable with today?
1: Yeah, I do because he had over 10 catches. Uh, oh, he had yeah. 11 catches for 119 yards. Yeah, yeah. great house. True freshman. Should still Should be preparing for the prom right now. Yeah. Uh, And he was cooking some D1 uh, defenders today.
2: (laughs) You you know, the the thing I loved about it, Vince, is we know that Jaden's got really good downfield ball skills and all that stuff. But everything he did today was stuff that requires some maturity. Yeah. it wasn't just, hey, I'm really fast or I'm really good. And I just outplayed you for a ball or outran you. The stuff he had today. It was all like, you got to have some 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 football IQ. you got to have some feel. I mean, he was getting open on option routes, having the right yeah. cuts. It's like the ball you talked about to Sam, if the receiver doesn't know this ball's got to go outside, then he's not ready. He's squared up to the quarterback, and then all of a sudden the ball's out here, and he's not going to get to it. Right. He knew this is where the ball needs to go. You could already see him opening his hips to that side, to that ball. goes down and makes the catch. Yeah. He's working open against his own. He's running option routes. Well, option route requires some thinking. Yeah. There's an option where's it at? And for his ability to kind of find those soft spots, like his first catch, he sits down, Nolan Ziegler's coming over, and he just sits right in that hole between Nolan Ziegler and a quarterback and catches the ball and then immediately gets upfield. Right. That's the stuff that impressed me, Vince, because he played sure. mature today. I mean, yeah. Okay. Spring game numbers. I don't, I don't really care about spring game numbers. I mean, they're, they're all, they're all fun. Junior Jabby had a bunch of yards in the spring game one time. Like I just, right. That it's not that, I mean, it's all cool and stuff, but it's, how did the numbers come about mm-hmm. so, to watch great house play sort of a, the mature game that we saw today was really good to see and the other cool thing is Braylon James and Rico Flores were the guys we heard most about this spring but in the blue gold game it was Jaden Greathouse that was the guy sure. so at different times this spring each of the the, the incoming freshmen the early and early freshmen were the guy that everybody's talking about and so the, they're just, there's just no way these kids aren't going to play in the fall. Right. My, right. Just just no way.
1: My just favorite, no way. cause I, I had the iPad up and I was watching the, uh, the, the Peacock broadcast. Right. And I, and I want to go back and watch it as much as I can, you know, etc. My favorite graphic that they threw up at one point, uh, it was the three freshman wide receivers. Right. And the, the title of the graphic was notable freshman wide receivers. Um, they're the only freshman wide receivers. So I guess that makes them notable. You name like, all three of them. Yes, it was all okay, three. Fair. It had their pictures and it just said notable freshman wide receivers. Well they're all notable. I yeah, they're, they're all notable. I, I mean, they're just yeah. it was just funny to me. But it, I mean, they're right. I think all three of those guys at some point or another can contribute to what Notre Dame is going to do in the fall. Yeah. And I, I yeah. realize this this is gonna sound sarcastic, but it's amazing to me that Jaden Greathouse um he must be the smartest true freshman wide receiver on the planet that he can actually get on the field and make yeah decisions imagine that get open i mean i didn't think that that was possible yeah um i was always told that wasn't possible so it's just too complicated
2: but in fairness
1: in fairness it's a nice little dig
2: and i and i appreciate that at the the (laughs) former hc but we did say like with rico and Jaden, these are very advanced kids yeah i mean they they are but still advanced and then being ready to play at notre dame is is one thing but Sure. He's just a really confident kid. Ryan's Roberts has talked about how don't be shocked if Jane Greathouse is the punt return this year. And after Tay, you're like, Yep, I could see that. Yeah. Just the way he catches the ball, his athleticism. He he impressed. He impressed yeah. and Matt Salerno had a good day today as well, Vince. Speaking yeah. of some other receivers, I thought I thought Rico would have mm-hmm. had more production if the quarterbacks had more time and made better throws there. I, I, I had a sure. couple, saw a couple of nice releases from Braylon James, speaking of the other freshmen. You know, Tobias just—I mean—the ball had to come out so quick. We didn't see much from him or Dion. I, the the interception—I mean, there was no chance for Dion Colsey to make. Oh
1: a my gosh, that. he tried yeah. to high point the ball and, and he tried to disrupt just, it, but it, there was just nothing he could do. No, I was, mean, there was nothing. The way the ball was thrown and the positioning—that it was Jaden Mickey, wasn't it? The what the, the positioning that yeah. he had on that ball—he boxed him out. I mean, there's just nothing yeah. else. That because he could the ball
2: was thrown that. like a cover two hole throw, where you're not going to have a well, corner there.
1: Which is what Tyler that, thought he was throwing into. Right,
2: because the yeah. head coach told him that was happening. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't put that on Tyler or Dion. I put that on Coach Freeman, and Coach Freeman puts that on Coach Freeman, right? And, right. And it's not and one of those things that happens in the middle of a game because in the middle of a game, you don't have a head coach back there trying to tell people what to do. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, but but again, Dion's thing is that, you know, on some reps, I thought he looked really good. On other reps, it's like, I need you to turn the burners on a little bit more. That's, that's mm-hmm. going to continue to be the thing from Dion is just that consistency. And if he can get that consistency down, then then he's gonna be fine. and and you know, but there there are some good looking reps from him where you're like, man, I wish the quarterback would have had more time because he was about to cook that guy on the edge. And then you know, then the <laughs> whistles blown, and you know, and he doesn't have a chance to get it out. but, uh, yeah, I, and Chris Tyree, I thought looked really comfortable today. I thought that slant yeah. catch was really good, being able to go down with a guy on him and you know, get that slant catch. You could tell they were trying to get him the ball. They you know hit him a couple jet sweeps, hit him in an now screen. And, you know, they're definitely – they're forcing the issue with Chris Tyree. There's no doubt. And they need to. I mean, just Mm -hmm. get him as much work as he can and get him comfortable as quickly as possible. So I thought they – I thought that was good to see. I thought that was good to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I I, – from a wide receiver standpoint, I was happy to see the guys that were productive today be productive because some of the guys that weren't productive, Tobias Merriweather, for example – I know what he's going to bring to the table. Like I, I have a very good, I, I feel like I know where he's going to be. Right. And so let's see what these other guys can do, you know? And, and so I like seeing some of these younger guys get an opportunity and make some plays and all of those things. Like that was They've really that was talented good. wide receivers fans. They're so deep, man. And really it's, do. it's, you know, if anybody was curious as to why certain things have gone down depth chart wise, I think a lot of those questions were answered today. Yeah. I'll just I'll just put it that way. I it, yeah. it's a deep room now and it's completely different than it's completely different than it was this time last year. I'll just say that. Yeah. Completely different.
2: Can I can I say one more thing? Sam Hartman went 13 of 16 for 187 yards, I believe, today, right? Two touchdowns oh, yeah, passing, one like one touchdown rushing. The uh the pump and the patience to to hit Matt Salerno on that corner route was, oh. was really impressive. But uh he wasn't thrown to three of the top four receivers that we expect to see in the fall that right. either that's the other thing that kind of adds a little bit to the excitement right. of, of that whole that whole oh, deal absolutely. as well. That was uh, 189 yards is is what it was. But yeah he uh he was uh it was it was fun to see but they have so much talent and I thought Holden Stace looked good. I mean again he on the blue team he didn't have a chance to really get down he had that really nice play on the RPO where he snapped off a really quick out cut Tyler read it on the RPO got it out so quick I mean Tyler got that sucker out quick and and he was able to make the catch make a guy miss but there just again a lot of times there just wasn't a whole lot of time to, to get those for those guys to get the ball out i thought he looked good david sherwood making that catch on the end cut was was really that was a heck of a catch
1: yes yeah, and, a heck and of to a catch. hold on to it and to hold on yeah. to it after he got drilled yeah got um, open
2: found, worked his way over
1: and made a tough catch. That was a well, really nice, really and, nice play. And look, the top well. end of Matt Salerno's touchdown route. I mean, he was open by a good amount. Not great touch, great throw. Did he all get of those pushed
2: things? off the line? Because it looked like it took him a minute. Like I saw, well, the I wasn't top watching end him off the, the line. So I, 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 I want watched to watch the top that Yeah, I saw the top end and the catch. The top end yeah. snapped it off and then got Man. open i right. like, it took him a while to get there. I didn't know if, like, he got route, rerouted or something like that. Sure.
1: I, I, I have to go back and watch it. But yeah, but the top uh, end was great. Like, he, yeah. it was a good snap off. It was a great throw. Don't get me wrong, but he had space to make that catch. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was good. Yeah. It was good. The, the wide, like I said, the wide receiver room is deep. We're going to, you're going to get a lot of yeah. production out of that room. Let's, let's talk a little
2: offensive line, Vince, because we, okay. we mentioned holding Stace and that, and, you know, the rest of it is just going to be, you know, most of the guys weren't out there today. No Holden State or no uh, Mitchell Evans, no Eli And We talked about Davis, the two scholarship kids we talked about. N- neither of them got a ton of chances. I thought right. Davis blocked pretty well from what I could see. I couldn't, again, you can't watch everything. You're trying to watch. Like in so the game, hard. you're watching. I got to watch 11 guys on one side of the ball, basically, right. or the defense schematically or whatever. Now you're like trying. I'm like, you know, I like chart. I'm gonna stop. I was like, I can't chart because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch both sides <laughs> and I can't see it all. Right, so just stop charting, and and you know, so tight end. It's just we'll, we'll get a lot of guys back, but I liked what I saw from Holden today, and, and from Davis Sherwood today. Let's dive into the little bit of the offensive line, Vince. You know, two the the gold offensive line was really good. I thought Joe Walt was Joe Walt. see Carell's good. Billy Shrouth had two plays. We got rocked back by Jason Onye, but other than that, I thought he was solid. Okay. The reason the gold the gold line played so well is the right side played really well. Like it wasn't. I mean, the left side did what we expected to, do, but the right side of, of Rocco Spindler and Emil Wagner was really good today. In pass pro, they were really good. And Rocco's block on the on the long run, it was great. Because what's the big knock I've had on Rocco? He doesn't move well. Right. Like his feet. So on that play, Vince, if you go back and watch it, he blocks down with. Zeke Carell, so he steps okay. a gap and then the backer flashes and he then steps out to the backer, takes the backer, seals the backer inside and then turns him inside knowing the back's got to come off of his backside butt. And and you go watch, you're like, OK, that that's the guy that we saw coming out of high school that right. we thought could be a really good football player. And just overall, I thought I thought Rocco really played with a lot of toughness, which we expected. But I thought his feet looked better today than than we saw last year. That's been the knot, That's always been the knot, yeah. And I had heard we, I think we reported last week. I, I know we put it on the, I think we put it on the board. I, I, I don't know if we talked about it in the show yet, but we had heard that he was kind of coming along as you as you get towards the end of the spring, he was coming along. And he was starting to you know make some noise. I thought it was huge for Rocco to finish the spring off on a good note because now Absolutely. you're like, okay, you're going to go into fall and say this kid's got a shot to play. As Long as he stays, like he's gonna have a shot to play. Because I thought he looked really good today. And I thought Emil held up really well on the edge. Really well. I mean, you can still see he's a little light, you know, and he get knocked back a couple of times, but he's so athletic, he's got such heavy hands and pass pro. I mean, because if Joe Walton, Zeke Carell, and Billy Shrouth are doing their thing and but the right side's not, then Sam's not gonna have time to throw. Sure. You know, and but man, he he just Rocco was good. They tried to bull rush him a couple times. Uh, note to teams don't bull rush Rocco Spindler like that's the right. last thing you want right. to do to right just stone him. to try to get the, him moving laterally yeah, I thought that's I <laughs> thought Emil looked really comfortable at right tackle really comfortable and uh I, I was I was very pleased with what I saw from the gold offensive line I mean they started giving up a little bit of pressure later but that was after Joe Walt came out and and, and Billy Shrouth got dinged up and and he got knocked out and they, they put Quinn Murphy in. So, I mean, so you start to see a little bit later. The gold wasn't quite as good later when guys came out. But I, I thought as a unit, they played really well, really well as a unit. And so to see Emil, I mean, yeah, of course, Joe Walt's going to play well. Right. We, we know what to expect from Zeke Carell. Zeke, Zeke's, Zeke's a good football player. Right. To see Rocco and Emil play that well was That's really what I like to see. I was That's, very happy yeah. to see that. Right? The the blue line, I, I didn't really notice any standouts to be complete. Th- actually, you know what? A guy that I thought looked moved around pretty well, Ashton Craig moves really well. He moves really well. Okay. Uh, Pat Coogan, I thought, had a tough time. Pat's issue is – Pat's still having the same issue we've had with Rocco. He, he If if he can play in a, in a really tight phone booth, Pat Coogan's pretty good. But when he's got to move his feet more laterally, he just doesn't have the athleticism to to hang with some of the better athletes that he goes against. I thought Tosh was okay. He got beat outside on that early sack, um, you know. So well, he, um, it
1: was weird that the very first sack where the guy was—I mean, what was it? Jordan Matello came untouched. He blocked down for some reason, yeah. and I don't. So I don't know if that was a mistake on his. No, part. No, no, no. Or... I, I, what I
2: think that was Vince is I think that was a bad protection set by okay. the quarterback. I think gotcha. because what okay. happened was they were sliding to the field. Right. They were sliding away from, and so then the running back was going to that side. I think the running back. I, I think Audrey gotcha. I think Audric needs to come with a little bit of a tighter angle on that and, and have a better chip, but that looked like a slide. So a slide is, it looked like a full slide. So I think that's why I felt Audric needed okay. to come a little bit more downhill. It looked like gotcha. a full slide protection. And then Tosh was working out to, to try to pick up. So I think that, uh, I think that was a protection because prote- that, like, that's how, I mean, when you're running a slide protection, the quarterback's got to tell you which direction you're setting the slide. And that's what I thought happened there. I, I, at least that's what it looked like. That to makes me. sense. I mean, so you
1: don't just give up a free rusher like yeah, that. Yeah, something happened. No, that was. A pr- I think
2: that was a protection right. deal, and, <clears> and throat> that throat> happens more on a slide than it does on a. And it was a good call by the defense. I mean, the defense slid, like they they slanted in a way, like where they kind of slanted into the slide and then brought, but but brought Jordan and uh, kind of off of the edge. And and he got the he got the set, but there's a couple other times he just he gets a little too high and he lets those little rushers just kind of get up underneath him, and he's got to do a better job with that. Gotcha, in my opinion. But that's that that's kind of my takeaways. My takeaways from we saw from the offensive line is yeah, Joe looked good, and you know I, I didn't pay attention a lot of attention to Blake to be honest with you, just because I know what Blake can do. I didn't pay a ton sure. of attention to Joe and Zeke. I tried to watch some of the younger, younger guys. Billy was a little inconsistent, but had some really nice movement blocks. But, man, I just – I kept – and then, of course, when I saw Rocco make a couple blocks, I started watching him a little bit more and a little bit more, and I'm like, boy, he looked confident. He he was playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of physicality, and
1: I was very pleased, very I pleased. He, I hope he pushes for a starting spot. I really yeah. do. I Not only for him and, and his, you know, mental makeup for where he's at on this team, but for the team itself. Like, I, I, I don't want it to be like, okay, well, we got our five because – this is our fight. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I want there to be competition at right. the guard spot. I mean, that, that's going to make this offensive line really, really good. If the guards can match the play of the two tackles and the center and what we think that they're going to do. Yeah. And I don't want it to just be, well, these are the guys that I guess have been the best. So we're going to, we're going to plug them in and they'll be fine. They'll be serviceable. I want competition so that uh, the winner gets that spot. And it, I want it to go into camp. You know, I want it to be a competition.
2: Yeah. So line wise, Vince, that's what I saw. So I think that kind of covers the offense, right? You feel feel anything else yeah. you want to no, mention? I think on I the feel offense? good. About, I mean,
1: look, overall, right? I think we all felt really good about where the offense is at. I think the the future of the offense in the fall and and moving forward, I think I like the way the offense is put together from a schematic standpoint. You know, this is really the, the first opportunity that we've kind of been able to see what a Jared Parker offense kind of could potentially look like. Right. And I I like it. I like it fits the personnel yeah. that Notre Dame has, and it can potentially be very explosive. Uh, I, I, I'm excited about where this offense can go overall.
2: I'm going to say this. Let's have some fun and make our spring overreactions. OK, <laughs> spring okay. game overreactions. Yeah. So I'm going to say this. This is the if, if the spring game is what the future holds, here's what it is. If Sam Hartman, Rocco Spindler, Jaden Thomas, and Jaden Greathouse are all what they showed in the spring game, this offense is going to be stupid good in the fall. Oh, my gosh. Because yes. to your point, if, like, if this is who Rocco can be every game, mm-hmm. he's going to play. Yeah. Right. And he needs to play. He's your biggest interior offensive lineman, and he's physical, and he he's always had some ability. Sam Hartman was dealing. Vince he had 189 yards. He didn't even play an entire
1: half. Right. He came out with two. I think he had two series that he just took yeah. out. Like he went out. Didn't even. I don't play know, an know. if He went out. Half. I don't know if he went out to Freeman or Freeman called no, him I out. I think Freeman called him out. Did he? Okay. What
2: it looked like to me, yeah, it was like, yeah, we're good. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> it's done. So my, we're talking offense here. If those four guys, if this is who they are, this team is going to be stupid good in the fall because yes. we know who Joe Walt is. But if Rocco, if Rocco can can be this guy, you almost get to the point where you're like, hey, you got to play them all. He if Kristofex is good enough to start, and Billy Shrouth is good enough to start, and Rocco is good enough to start, then play them all. Yeah, absolutely, right? Rotate, rotate those guys in. Rotate one of those guys in. Yeah, and and, and probably should throw Jabron Payne in
1: there too because I mean he he looked really good. Today. Yeah, I really uh, I I just have a feeling that Jabron Payne, from what he's done through the first fifty for through the fifteen practices, right, the fifteen practices in the spring, he has cemented himself somewhere on the field. Like he he's going to get some time in the fall. They're going to find an opportunity to get him on the field. I, I don't know what it's going to look like, I, but you can't just have him on the sideline like you've got to find an opportunity to get him on the on the field
2: and i i think my overreactions none of them are insane i mean i think they're I all think doable so either they're yeah. all doable it's just kind of having fun like we saw in the spring game so let's oh, just put yeah it's not like anybody showed like wow that guy's not normally
1: capable of doing that well, like you know like the overreaction would be that Jaden greathouse is going to average 10 catches a game like that 11 like yeah, well, I 11. mean, a, uh, yeah, I know he had 11, but like he's going to average double digits.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, I think 120 catches as a true freshman is totally reasonable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to put up
2: numbers for your off for your receivers when you can have all nine of them play because you're able to play on offense. No matter what's happening, your offense is on the field. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No no, doubt. It's, uh...